1: That was Harry's great uncle, I think, is Uber Potter. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins.
2: Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined this week by Danae Hughes.
3: Still here.
2: And sitting in for Jonathan, one of the A team, it's <gasps> Barrett. Aloha. Oh. Barrett Cher, ladies and gentlemen. The heavens have parted, the angels are singing. Thank, A- you on, on uh, thank you for allowing me on your podcast. Thank you for joining us.
3: Can you imagine if we said no? <laughs> it's like, sorry,
2: bus. <laughs> Uh We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, we're all just getting out of uh, going to see uh, Endgame because of the new footage. We just rushed out to the theater. We couldn't <laughs> wait to see all the new footage in Endgame. Um, Did you seriously go? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, because I heard it was just like it wasn't even in movie footage. It was just like either before or after they just played a like a deleted scene or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. shady. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, everybody knows what's going on. They're they're trying to best Avatar become the uh-huh. you know the movie that makes the most money worldwide ever.
3: Is it as disappointing as the uh, Tesseract barfing cat? <laughs> that's what I want to know.
2: Did you find that disappointing?
3: I was very disappointed. Really? Yeah, it was way too short. Cats hack for like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It felt like 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> that it really was did. interminable.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it really did. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, no, I, I definitely did not go see the new footage uh, for Endgame, and that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today. Uh, as we are under the eye of Barrett Cher, as we go over what happened in the uh, Cinemasins Week this past week. Uh, right, let's what get... happened this past week? Yeah, it's all a blur. You know what's funny? You say that, but you're absolutely right. Because we're doing um, four videos a week on the various channels, and then all the podcasting that's happening, and just the different content that the machine is, you know, churning out. We're having a great time doing it, but it does. You look back on the last week, and you're like, "Did that week happen? (laughs) (laughs) How did we get here? Is there what's what is am I ask yourself? (laughs) How did I get here? Exactly. This is not my beautiful wife. So, uh, so yeah. Actually, I can I can assure you it did happen, and we're going to talk a, a lot about it, um, and just kind of go through the videos and do the stuff we do. So, we're going to go through the videos first, then we're going to go through some of our favorite tabs that we had open while researching last week's videos, uh, which is always a fun segment. Uh, then we're going to get into your comments in the comment section, and then we'll talk about something else going on uh, in the pop culture universe other than. The Sins universe uh, at the end. Uh, but let's kick it off with the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in
3: there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that band behind the curtain. This is a true story.
2: Let's take a look at the videos from the week of Cinema Sins. Uh, we're gonna talk about the process of sinning them, how we felt about the show, movie in general, just kind of go through the week. Uh, last Monday we kicked it off with a TV Sins episode on the second chapter of stranger things uh this is the i'm going to say is this this is only the second show we've done more than one episode for right like it's game of thrones and then stranger things i don't think we've we've done two episodes for anything else so
1: you're looking yeah, at don't me think so.
3: as the new girl like i'd know
2: <laughs> don't you keep up with all this stuff
3: Barrett, do you know
1: <laughs> yeah i don't think so uh you know game of thrones what we did a run of what eight episodes or something yeah. like that i think that. we did 10 actually yeah did 10, and then, uh, yeah, we've been doing pilots ever since, mm-hmm. and I can't wait until we start diving into other important shows yeah. in, in these in these series, because, you know, you really want to to dive into something like, if you're going to do Seinfeld, like The Contest or something like right, that. Right,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: Or if you're going to do Breaking Bad. I don't I don't know if we could do Ozymandias in that <laughs> format. That would be kind of insane, but you could do something like The Fly episode or, or something like right. that. Uh, for breaking bad and uh yeah yeah this is it's this channel's so much fun we can really do anything with it
2: yeah it's it 's exciting there 's some exciting stuff that coming up in the future, possibly for t v sins that we can 't quite tell you about right now, Ooh. but we
3: are Aaron, We're thinking about some stuff. He's got this weird thing he's doing with his hands. It's not quite Mr. Burns. It, it <laughs> looks like you're holding hot coal, and you're just, like, hopping it back and forth between your fingers.
2: It's, it's as close <laughs> as I get to my maniacal fingers. Ah, I you see. Know? <laughs> it's, it's... Maniacal fingers. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
2: so let's talk a little bit about Stranger Things in general, kind of our thoughts, kind of our fun stuff from the video. Uh, Barrett, we'll let you kick it off. Um, what are some of your thoughts on Stranger Things?
1: I love that show so hard. Yeah. I can't wait for the new uh
2: the new season to come out, which is this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It comes out this week. Did you like season 2 as much as season 1? More than season 1? Like how did that strike yeah.
1: you? Yeah. Well, I mean season 1 was was just classic. Season 2 was almost perfect except for that one 11
2: goth episode. Well, that was the weird thing is they I think they wanted to do some real world building in season 2. And yep. it kind of felt a little forced at times. Like, I, I just, I wasn't ready to get out of Hawkins yet. Like, the, it felt like they almost kind of jumped the gun on some of that stuff.
3: Wait, they leave yeah. Hawkins? Yeah. Oh, by the way, didn't watch it yet. <laughs> I, I have this phobia with shows I really like when they keep going with new seasons. I get freaked out. And I oftentimes just won't watch because I don't, I don't want it to ruin my experience. Does that make sense?
2: I mean, I understand the feeling. I don't, like, it doesn't. I don't understand the idea of, oh, I'm not going to eat another donut because the first one was so good. Like that doesn't doesn't necessarily connect with me.
3: I am the kind of person that if I have a really good, delicious bite of food, I will not eat the rest. It's it. true. Because I'm like, that's it. That's that's the hmm. note that I want to end on. I, if I go back in, what if I get like a little burnt weird <laughs> piece of food? Right.
1: It's it's the George Costanza. You want to always leave with them wanting more. Right. Yeah. Like, as soon as you make a good joke, you're like, that's it. I'm, that's out.
3: It. I'm done. I mean, get out. <laughs> Nobody will nobody will appreciate anything I say anymore. That's the funniest thing I'm going to say all day.
2: So you've you've only seen season one then? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, but
3: it's okay if you guys want to talk about stuff oh, that no, happens. No, I don't of care.
2: course, no, we were going to anyway. But um...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you no, think? I like I like season two a lot. I like what they did with the is it Steve that the, yes. that kind of turned into the, like the the kind of hip uh, greaser type of dude, right? Was he the yeah.
3: boyfriend?
2: Yeah, he was in the love triangle. Okay.
1: Yeah, I like what they did with that. It's, uh, yeah, so I mean, they can keep going back to this world and this group of characters. It's the same thing. I get the same, the, the same feeling with this as I do with It, with the new version of It. And I thought that was almost a, like a perfect representation Of kids, like, the way kids actually talk, and especially the way kids, like, interacted back in those times, being a kid that grew
2: up in those times. Yeah. So, I'm down. I mean, that is, I mean, it's nostalgia crack, right? Like, Stranger Things. But not forced. Not overdone. And I think that's
1: what they do. That's what they did in it in 2017. And yeah. I think that's what they're doing in, in Stranger
3: Things. Well, there was even a sin removal on the video for the casserole dish, of all things.
2: <laughs> it's true. No, that's, and see, that's it for me because even beyond like the pop culture references, like the Jaws poster on the wall or, you know, those kind of things, for me, it's the authenticity of the era. And uh, and that actually was one of my sins, the casserole dish, because we had that casserole dish and it was just yeah. one of those things. I, ate, you know, I ate green bean casserole out of, that thing so many times growing up and it's just that's the that is the thing about nostalgia that i think a lot of people forget is it's not just about the pop culture content you loved it's just about a real different universe that you lived in 30 years ago and you know we're we're getting old enough to realize that the that things really do change quite a bit i remember thinking during the 90s like oh 90s fashion is just so normal There won't it it never will be a thing like, you will know, people in the future won't look back at the 90s and go, what were they thinking with that fashion? But what do people do? They look back at the 90s and like, what is up with that? So it just stuff changes, you know, except in Captain Marvel, where you can get away with wearing flannel and a nine inch nails T-shirt. Of course. Of course. Uh, What do we think about uh, the sins video? Some of the thoughts behind uh, writing it now, Danae, you didn't write on this one, I don't think.
3: No, I just got to enjoy watching it.
2: So what were some of your thoughts?
3: Well, it's hard because I liked the show, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll watch him and be like, "Oh yeah, I didn't think about that." But one of the jo- uh, jokes that, or the sins rather, that cracked me up was the uh, three egos and the four toaster, <laughs> because I remember watching that, going, "Oh, that, that's a disappointment." There's an extra slot there, so I love that that one made it in, and then that he eats it without anything on it. Oh, I love that. Did you did you eat egos growing up? I did, and I ate them plain. So I love that it was like a. Like, we're not putting anything on it. It's like ah, oh, that's actually how I eat them, because they tasted so different than my mom's pancakes. I love my mother, but she's a terrible cook. Yeah. So Egos were like that was the, that was the well, bomb. The, the
2: difference make, the difference maker is the crack cocaine they put in the recipe. Yes. Um, mm. That makes the ego mm-hmm. the ego.
3: They learned something from Coca Cola.
2: You know, I, I can I can relate to that because I think I eat my Pop Tarts weird. Uh, because I don't, I don't ever toast them. I just eat them right out of the package. That's
3: wrong.
2: And I, I don't like them with icing. I just like the plain ones that don't have icing on them. Uh huh. And so, and then I eat all the all the outside edges first, so that it's just the bread part. Uh huh. And then I eat the the sandwich part that has the the sugar flavor in it. So cool. Yeah. You
1: could do an entire podcast on. Aaron's Weird Eating Habits.
2: I'm sorry. Listen, when you're a super taster, you know, you just want the different pieces to have their own, you know,
1: like the Nay, nay. We could do an entire
2: series on Aaron's Weird (laughs) Eating Habits. Is there a super taster podcast? Somebody's got to be doing it. There's got to be a super taster somewhere doing... Some sort of super taster podcast.
3: I'll go down that bunny trail while you talk about what you guys thought about Stranger Things.
2: The thing for me about writing Sins on Stranger Things is I do love this show. Uh, And so I find myself just kind of like cracking jokes. One of my, my favorite things, and I think Stranger Things was like the second episode of TV Sins we ever did. But we had a running gag about the first names of the Duffers. And I'm just going to do that running gag every time we do a Stranger Things episode. And I don't care how tired it gets to other people. It is the most hilarious thing to me. Uh, and uh, I just love making up fake names for the Duffer Brothers. It's one of my favorite nice. things.
3: See, that's that's where my lack of, um, and I know I've talked about this in the first episode, but just I don't have that brain to keep. The names of directors and producers Mm -hmm. in my mind, or actors, or anybody, right? So whenever I saw that part, I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting name." I had no idea it wasn't their real name until right (laughs) this second.
2: Well, the fact that it switches up three or four
3: times during the it uh, it
2: works on different levels.
3: I'm a mess. (laughs) Like, oh, oh. And our and
2: our fans are so like they catch everything because what I've been doing is I've been finding unique names alphabetically. So the first two were A and B, the second two were, you know, C and D. Well, in the first one I skipped E and went right to F and G. And so like in the comments are like, hey, you missed you missed a name that starts with E and Oh wow. So I actually picked that up in the second one. You'll notice it goes from like E to H and then, you know, continues on from there. So
3: Wow.
2: So yeah That's so cool. Our fans catch that kind of stuff. I love it. It's one of my favorite things.
3: Before before we go on to the next one, there was one other part that I really liked. Yeah. It was it was where Winona Ryder is trying to get her son back on the phone uh-huh. and the phone had just exploded and she's just, you know, crying, No, no, no and the sin was just <laughs> Jeremy saying no. No no no, no no
2: no! Oh no! Oh no 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 no! It is it is uh, literally the the longest version of the no sin I've ever seen. That mo- like she she goes on for thirty seconds in different uh, forms of no oh no.
3: It's just the way that he delivered that. Oh my goodness! I, I laughed. I laughed enough that I was worried that I was going to cry and get mascara on my face.
2: What do we think mm. of Winona's performance in Stranger Things, especially season one? Is it good? Is it is it too over the top?
3: I whose it. performance? Winona. Winona.
2: Winona's. Oh, I love it. Is it Winona
3: or Wynona? Whatever you want to go with.
2: It's Winona.
1: Can
3: we call her the Nona? <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I No, like I,
1: think, I think she's great. I think she's the perfect encapsulation of a neurotic mom who really just can't get her stuff together. Uh yep. You know, even when she's doing something correct like you know in the first season where she she arranges the Christmas lights and all that stuff and 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 figures out the pattern to all this stuff you can tell that she's not just obsessed with finding her son she's actually got some some brains and trying to work through this um, and so there's there's more to that character than just kind of like a suburban mom single mom working at a gas station or whatever it is a hardware store
2: um, yeah I like her character a lot she just walks right up to the precipice of overacting though like she like she is she's tiptoeing right to the precipice of going too far with it but I do I think I think it works I think she keeps it right where it's mm. supposed to be
3: I love it because she's one. she really is to me portraying that mom that's like I know you think I'm crazy and I am crazy I'm crazy enough to take this all the way to get my kid back right and you know you can see her eyes bulging you know and so it's just this cool A lot. <laughs> yeah yeah and you're kind of rooting for her and also like gosh I feel bad for you that you know, this is what the stress is doing to you. And yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of rare for me to see a character that you can really see the stress take its toll. So I think she's doing a good job personally.
2: Speaking of taking its toll, let's talk about Fantastic Beasts 2. Uh, this this is a horrible movie. <laughs> can we all just agree on that? Like right away? Just right out of the gate? Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you turned the water on. I did too. That F was so extended.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, you know, hey, okay. So... I love the Harry Potter movies, the originals. I read all the books. Mm-hmm. I didn't really dig on uh, the first Fantastic Beast, but it was fine. Like, like Newt was an interesting character. I thought the Catherine Watterson character was fine. Jacob Kowalski was awesome. Queenie was awesome. the The worst part of the, about that movie was the beasts. Like, the the actual story was interesting. So I was thinking, this one, you've got Dumbledore coming in, you've got actual Grendelwald and all that stuff, and you've probably got less of a focus on the beasts. I was kind of excited about this. Not excited enough to see it in the theater, but I was excited enough to watch it later on, and I hate it with the power of a (laughs) thousand suns.
2: That's a lot of hate, Barrett.
3: Yeah, well, it deserves it. I watched this one, and I think I made it an hour and Fifteen-ish minutes in, before I realized it was a sequel. So <laughs> <laughs> I was having a really terrible time. <laughs> it's like, why? Why is this movie it telling me I should know these people? You know, because the script is telling you, or how they're seeing each other and you're, they're recognizing each other, and it's like mm-hmm. there's obviously this backstory. Oh man. Yeah, so then I was like, oh.
2: This is a a, a reason why maybe we should just go back to just naming sequels two, three, four. You know, (laughs) be right there in the name. Mm -hmm. That was my bad. Right right off the bat. My bad. Uh, Yeah, so Danae wrote a script for this one. Uh, Barrett wrote and Chris wrote on this. Uh, So you all have much deeper perspective into this. I just remember when I watched this, what a mess it seemed like. It just seemed like the movie had no idea what to do with its characters. It completely contradicted stuff from the first one or made it completely inert. Like, there was stuff that happened in the first one that this one's like, yeah, that actually didn't happen. Like, that's literally what they say in the second movie is it just didn't happen that way that we said it happened in the first one. And it's just... Well,
1: especially the obliviation yes. of everybody. That I mean, The that, memories? Th- there's no conceptual way that you can explain that the way that Jacob did in the movie.
3: Yeah, he said it was, it only takes away the bad memories, and I don't have any. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: what? Right.
1: And and so they, I don't know if you saw the original, Danae, but it, they, they uh, quote, obliviated the entire city of New York, meaning that they, they neuralized them in, in men in black parlance. Mm-hmm. And to where... Yes, there is a throwaway line in the original one about, like, you know, it takes away the bad memories. I don't even know how it's phrased. It's it's it's, it's BS the way that it's phrased here. But if, if that were the case, then everybody that had good memories during that time should not have— should remember them just as Jacob does. There's so many yada yada things, like spells that never existed before are all of a sudden everywhere. Like, you can turn into Sherlock Holmes— even if you're like a yeah. like a zookeeper, uh, 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 I hate this movie.
3: Yeah, it was really, it seems super inconsistent. One of the things that bothered me, and I don't know, I wanted to go back and actually watch the Harry Potter series because some people were casting their spells verbally and some people it was just like it would just happen and you would just watch mm-hmm. it happen. So I kept wondering, what what are the rules here for magic? Do you make, are, are they making up new spells? Because obviously with Harry Potter, we're being introduced to this world and so they're keeping Or, you know, the way that it was written is we're kind of being introduced to this spell and then this spell and then this spell. Whereas in this Fantastic Beasts world, it's like there's millions of spells that somebody could know. And in my brain, it didn't, I could not understand. There's a scene kind of towards the beginning when Grindelwald escapes and um, one of the guys, maybe from the ministry or something, is kind of falling and he falls down into the water and he, (laughs) he, he grabs his wand and then he like freezes himself from falling and then, A couple seconds later, he falls into the water. It's like, well, why not just, if spells are everything, why don't you just float your way off (laughs) to dry land? Why even fall in the water and get wet in the first place? So it just seems like this spell casting, although some of it was really cool to watch. You mentioned the Sherlock Holmes type stuff. Reminded me of um, some of the crime scene rebuilding that Tony Stark does where all the little mechanical devices are sort of visually rebuilding. It reminded me of that for Fantastic Beasts when, you know, our lead is kind of out there and he's like, whoosh, like blowing into his wand and all this dust kind of fills up. And that looks really cool. But when you think about it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, how was the feather there overnight? Yep. <laughs> how how yep. does a feather stay all the way overnight? Anyway, yeah, I, it fell apart for me in so many different ways. It was very disappointing and confusing.
2: Yeah. I uh, I love the video, by the way. You guys did a great job on the video. Uh, I love the fact that we referenced the logo uh, meme at the beginning. Um, that, that's just <laughs> that, genius. I, I,
1: I fought myself on that one. Yeah,
2: tell me about because, that process. Did you, were you the one that wrote that?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, at what point, because the, the logo thing has become an overused meme for CinemaSins in particular. Right. You know, one second of logo CinemaSins, some over-the-top, like, you know, image or something like
2: right, that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and then the no one absolutely no one has also become an overused meme. But I figured there's enough in there that's self-referential and I laughed at it and Chris laughed at it and I figured okay that's that's enough for me. Like yeah. if if I can get us entertained by something that should be played out, you know, a long time ago and a combination of two things that have been played out a long time ago. I think that's that's worthy of inclusion.
2: Well, and it speaks to something which I love. I've always loved in the videos, which is it is very clear we are fine meta referencing our our own stuff. Like the, like the the willingness for us to kind of take shots at ourselves, be self deprecating. I think is is one of my favorite things uh, in a lot of mm-hmm. the scripts. So um, it kind of plays into that as if, you know we we're aware, we get it, mm-hmm. we know what's going on around us in the world. We're not you know secluded uh, from that stuff. So. So, yeah, I thought it was a great example of that.
3: I mentioned in the first episode that I was going to talk about the bonus round that didn't make it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wrote this bonus round. I don't know if you got to see it, Barrett, but um, it was a list. I literally listed out every single time a new character or place was referenced. I decided not to do spells because that would take far too long. Uh But it was this huge list and c- because i think i was sensitive to the fact that there were so many different people referenced in this right. it never stops from the moment the movie begins until it ends it's constantly bombarding you with names right you know even a new name for albus albus's brother that didn't exist before you know it's just like ba 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 so i referenced every single time so in my mind the bonus round would be just somebody speaking a new name over and over and over again all the way through so I wrote this really long kind of list of it. It was incredible. So Well,
2: it's it's it speaks to something that these movies are trying to do too much of, which is they are over world building. You know, they're giving you too much new information, new places, new characters and for like the uber uber Potter fans Maybe that's something that they're going to love and dig into. But for everybody else, it's like, I, I can't keep up with who all these people are and where all these places are.
1: That was Harry's great uncle, I think, is Uber Potter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> on his,
3: on Potter. his father's uh, side.
2: I thought it was the name of the magic uh, fairy service. Um, nice. So. <laughs> uh,
3: there were like 50 references on that suggested uh, bonus round, which I learned is not like technically a good one, which I I totally understand. Like I still want it to kind of be put together somehow. Well, in my you're head. figuring
2: this whole thing out still. Like you yeah. didn't even know bonus rounds existed, and now you're like, hey, I can do those.
3: I did do one that did make it in. So that's That's, true. that's kind of It was the Grindelwald stare because there hilarious. was a lot of screen time for him just staring <laughs> like menacingly.
1: It may be considering what we've heard about Johnny Depp on the pirates uh, sets, forgetting lines and having them like right. read to him. It may be him forgetting lines in real time. Oh on the set and oh, just like, scandalous. you know, letting that information seep in. Yeah.
3: Did anyone do any research into why the Grindelwald character changed? Meaning what? It, was, it wasn't it was played by Johnny Depp in the first one, was it?
2: Yeah. Wasn't it? Well, no,
1: it was played by Colin. What's really funny, by the way. Uh, so to answer your question, it was played by Colin Farrell this whole time, but in the first one. Right. Uh, but he was, Grindelwald was so... Um, sought after he was you know he was most wanted and all that stuff right so he posed as this Colin Farrell character to infiltrate the the the, the ministry and stuff like that right and only at the end did Newt do like a Ravello spell and it turned into Johnny Depp
3: oh I got <laughs> you I, was, I,
1: I could have sworn Depp was in the first one so okay. he was at he, the he's end he's in at the very very end yeah okay he's, that's what that's he's what it in there the funny thing about this though and I think I wrote a sin that I think was cut Rightfully so, it was worded poorly. But so Colin Farrell plays a character that turns into Johnny Depp, and Johnny Depp and his character and Jude Law's character, Albus Dumbledore, have this relationship. Now, what do those three have in common, Aaron? Mm.
3: Oh, this is a they, fun game for you. All
1: three of the, those actors replaced Heath Ledger in the Imaginarium of Doctor. That's right. After he died. That's right. Which is a crazy coincidence that they're now in this
2: series altogether it
1: may not be a coincidence at all no i thought it was interesting
2: it settles it the imaginariums in the potter universe uh (laughs) that's a that's a fun movie by the way it's it's weird and it's amazing it's amazing to me how quote-unquote well it turned out considering everything behind the scene you know everything they had to do so
1: may have been terry gilliam's last movie Mm. Like to date at least. I yeah. hope he makes more. I like him.
2: Well, he's got uh, he's got the Don Qu- uh, Quixote thing hopefully oh, coming right. out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Twenty years in the making or whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the music video sin uh, for the week, uh, which was Little Mix bounce back and bounce back, we, bounce 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 back. We are privileged <laughs> to have Barrett hanging out with us because Barrett, you're writing the music video sins uh, these days, and I here's the thing when I watch the MVS. I am so disconnected from a lot of modern pop culture music that I just watch them and I go, is this real? <laughs> it's like almost every MVS, I'm like, is this a real thing or is this a joke? Yeah, uh, no,
1: it's a real thing. Little Mix is a hugely popular girl group, really one of the only, Amer- well, they're British, British girl groups that are remaining from, they all came from this show called The X Factor over mm-hmm. in, right. in uh in the uk fifth harmony came out of that um one direction actually came out of that too obviously not a girl group and then little mix came out of it may have been before uh, fifth harmony actually i didn't know anything about these uh this group until about two three years ago and we did i noticed that it got a lot of uh views so i was like oh give that a try we did a music video sends on them, and it exploded. Like, we got over a million views on our video within a week or so. Nice. And there's their fans are called mixers and stuff like that. So we ended up doing several of their videos. And I kind of started to like them. Like, uh, <laughs> like you know, at first, like, I could confuse names, and I had to figure out who was who and all that <laughs> stuff. But over time... I feel like I became friendly with them. It's like I could never be like, oh, Perry's doing her thing again, or like, you know, Leanne is back on her bullshit and all that, you know, and uh, and and so like they've done really good music. And this song that we did called uh, "Bounce Back" uh, is is hot garbage. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's bad. It samples. Remember that soul to soul song back in the eighties? The uh,
2: I I it mean I heard you reference it in the video and I I did not remember it. Um, however,
1: do you want me?
2: Yeah, How you do me. need me. Oh, however however do you me? Want so that's that's
1: what they reference in this song, and it's awful. It's just terrible. It was very disappointing. Yeah, it was also
3: disappointing visually. Uh, I watched it and I was like, oh oh no no no. Let's <laughs> I
1: know I know, and and they're known for doing very interestingly visually. Uh, music videos, and this was just like half-assed. I think.
2: Well, it was just it was just a, a dollhouse, right? Like that was the yep. whole thing. As they were characters. That was in the whole do- thing. This dollhouse.
3: But but whenever you have a room that is covered in tinfoil and then has like a little fish tank, you know you're doing something wrong, right? <laughs> That's weird. Well, I,
1: there, there was a sin that literally referenced it. Like the everything seems half baked. Yeah. Like the 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 set design, the the idea for the the song itself like the idea for the the production like this it sounds like somebody wrote this on a cocktail napkin in 15 minutes and, and said let's make it.
3: money because if we can you know we'll just do a song that just does this and then we'll just do a music video that just throw away this and we'll just make money and who cares kind of a feel that's mm-hmm. what it looked like to me i've never seen this music group before so it's definitely Maybe unfortunate because you like you said you kind of liked him so maybe I, f- I feel like I should try to go listen to something else to see if I might enjoy them but at the same time watching that ah. well here's
2: here's my question yeah. about them this will determine whether or not I even have a chance of liking them do yeah. they actually do cool harmonies usually in their music like do, are they you know yeah are they clever yeah, they with the because yeah. that's my like I love pop music that can really do harmony well. Um, it's something that's been missing through, you know, when, when everything has been so rock influenced for a long time, it's kind of cool that pop music is kind of coming back to those more poppy harmonies, uh, that I, you know, yeah, love from yes. groups like the turtles and that kind of stuff from back in the sixties. So. <laughs> Whoa, that's
3: way back. The well, I turtles. had to go with the
2: turtles cause the Beatles don't exist anymore, apparently. So.
3: I get that reference.
2: <laughs> Good, well done.
3: Oh, I'm getting better.
2: Uh, did you use a Lonely Island Bash Brothers drop in the um, the outtakes? What was or did that? We- no?
1: It was a Always Be My Maybe uh, outtake.
2: Hmm. So, have you seen this movie yet? Always Be My Maybe?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah, I have. Uh, it's fantastic. So, Randall Park plays this slacker in San Francisco who is, you know, I think like 30 in his 30s or something like that and has never really like grown up. And so he's still with his band. Uh, And, you know, typically when you see something like that, the band sucks, right? And Mm -hmm. the, 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 you know, he's going nowhere. In this case, it's really good. It's like this weird funk. Yeah. Funny rap type of thing. I watched
3: this. It is really oh, good. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's an adorable movie. It's fantastic. I would recommend it I am for I'm so
3: glad you liked it because I liked it and had that good. weird like, oh, I'm cheesy. I like this. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, no. it's good. It's, it's, it's good. genuinely
2: good. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. you're right. Like, his the, his, his the, little band is of,
3: awesome.
2: It really is. And
1: one of the things like their, their tour manager when they're doing merchandise makes tennis balls. And uh, so that's a running joke in the movie. But he writes a song about the tennis balls, and it's called "Bounce Back," which is also the name of this yes. little mix song. So
2: that's what it was. I knew I had heard it somewhere, and I was trying to think if it was that that I that Netflix uh, Lonely Island thing where they're the Bash yeah, yeah, Brothers, yeah. and that's where my brain went to. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's always been my maybe, and it's yeah. that song from that. I knew I'd heard it somewhere. And I was just yeah, trying to Yeah, that was place the first it.
1: thing I thought. That was the first, even before I wrote any sins, I knew that that outtake was going to be in there.
3: Now I'm just sitting here in this reflective days, thinking about that movie.
2: Keanu's so good. It's the year of Keanu. I mean, like, <laughs> he's just, I mean, Toy Story 4. He's incredible in Toy Story 4. He's incredible in Always Be My Maybe. He had, you know, John, a new John Wick. Uh, and he's just been in so much stuff this year.
3: And the the woman that plays the love interest who's like this famous chef or whatever, Uh I guess she's a comedian. And I have... Yeah, it's it's
2: Ali Wong. Allie Wong, yeah. Yeah,
3: I have queued to watch her comedy just to see kind of what what she's like, too. Because that was really fun. And of course, Randall Park
2: sat right next to him at the awards uh, when Chris and I went to the awards a couple years ago. He was my my seat buddy, so... Uh, All right, let's move on to uh, probably what, you know, probably the most uh, overlooked and non-commented on uh, video of last week. Nobody really noticed it. Uh, The Captain Marvel uh, video came out last week. Uh, (laughs) That's a, a Cher Scott joint. Uh, so Jeremy and Barrett wrote on that one. Um,
3: well done, sirs. Uh, yeah,
2: it's so great. great. This is a great video. And I actually, pers- I'll start, I actually personally really like Captain Marvel, probably more than uh, everybody else in the crew. Uh, I It is a bit on the nose at parts, uh, for sure. But I really dig Brie Larson, and I dig what she does with that character. And so I found myself connecting to kind of the straightforward matter-of-factness of the Captain Marvel character. Uh, and that just, that, made it fun for me. So I actually enjoy the movie, but I, I think the sins video is just perfect.
1: You know, it's funny about this. And actually Chris did write some sins for this uh, before you headed out of town. What's funny about this one. I never, I always underestimate how people react vociferously when I use the term mansplaining. Yeah. And so early on in the, in the video, uh, by the way, this is another Jude law joint. um, It's the week of Jude law here. (laughs) Uh, early in the the video and early in the movie, it's Jude Law just like, you have to think with this and not this. And like, Mm -hmm. you you, you let your emotions go wild. That's my Jude Law. You let your emotions go wild and you can't focus and you have to harness on all this bullshit. And I was like, there's so much mansplaining in this. I think this was the sin. There's so much overt mansplaining in this sequence that I fast-forwarded it to yeah. the point where Captain <laughs> Marvel beats the crap out of him and watched that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, people got pissed off at using the term mansplaining. I and appreciated I it
3: as a woman. I don't, I can't speak for all women. Let's just be very clear. I, I smiled and nodded. Thank you. I appreciate well, that Well, Danae, in there. listen...
1: <laughs> I know that you don't think that you speak for women, but let's let's talk about this. Let me explain to you why you do speak for all women.
3: That's how it works. That's exactly right. Uh,
1: it's cute and adorable. You know, what's, how you know, you know think what's think that? You talk about being meta and all that stuff. Is that later on in the video? There's a sin removal because there's a nice uh, with uh, Rambo, uh, Monica Rambo, and uh, and Captain Carol. Yeah, where. It's just this pure, nice scene where they they're on the same page. Yeah, they're back together. It's emotional without being corny, right? Like it's a very, very cool, honest moment involving two women. You know, if I'm not even going to mention a Bechdel test or anything like that, but like, you know, it, it's just a very cool moment. So we removed a sin, and in that sin. I wrote a reference saying, you know, I'm going to remove this, even though I'm obviously a social justice warrior and a virtue you know, signal yeah, yeah, and yeah. all the stuff that should be bad, but actually sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> so, yeah, you can. It's, no, uh, it's,
2: it's great. And I, I, I'm glad it, it's it's interesting, right? Because we want to do this thing where the, the point of the videos and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but the point of the videos is, is they've been explained to me is not to quote unquote be political or say anything political or anything like that. It's to be funny. It's to crack a joke. And and so to be able to at least reference what we believe the truth of the world is in the ideas that maybe seem political just because they're used politically, I think is a really beautiful tool in the toolbox because it allows you I mean comedians do the same thing all the time, right? They use humor to be able to talk about whatever they want to talk about, not as a way to you know necessarily quote unquote change the world, but just because that's what's funny is to reflect that truth of the world around us. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I absolutely love the SJW part, and I think it's perfect. I think you're a beautiful tool. <laughs> Thank you.
3: This uh Sin's video blew my mind. I I watched it, and I told Aaron that I think. I should just go ahead and quit now because I'll never be that good. (laughs) There were so many like like the references to all the music and like when she lands in blockbusters and it's all these Mm -hmm. like this came out here and this was over here and this music wouldn't have come out at this point in time. And he's reading a script over here, but that didn't come out until October. blah, Blah blah. I'm like, oh, my word. I'm over here like, he. hee, hee, he. <laughs> This is funny because he said poopy. <laughs> you know? No, it's funny
1: because Chris and I went to see this together, and we were literally talking about this stuff as we were leaving the, the theater about like, so this is 1995, but when in 1995? Because you have that Stan Lee cameo where he's reading the Mall rat script, but then there's the Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness um Smashing Pumpkins poster back there. So... We were trying to – and then he had Just a Girl come out, which Tragic Kingdom, the No Doubt record, came out in 94, 95. And then he had Celebrity Skin, the whole song at the end, which is totally anachronistic, but it's at the over the credits. But like we were piecing the stuff together after, right after we saw that, because that that was in our prime teenage years, basically, and we were like, I don't know if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, and the uh, the video stuff is stuff I noticed uh, when I watched it the first time too, mainly because that Hudsucker Proxy cover is so etched into my mind as one of my favorite movies. But the yeah. fact
3: that you guys can remember what you were thinking about and listening to when you were teenagers. <laughs> Blows my mind. I loved the yeah. video, though. I Welcome thought it was to hilarious. our dementia. Yeah. All yeah. right, I have one. I have one bone awesome. to pick
2: uh, with the video. Um, wow. There is a uh, a takedown of a pun sign for a laundry service that I want to defend. <laughs> uh, we take care of those dirty looks is a great pun. That is for a laundry service that I I, I tip my hat. I doff my cap. Uh, To that laundry service pun. And how dare you make fun of it?
1: Uh, Yeah, well, what are you going to do? One (laughs) of
3: my favorite moments was the mother flerken. Because I didn't realize that he said that in there. But then reading it, I'm like, I need to use that more often. That's hilarious, (laughs) mother Flurkin. And the other thing I learned while watching this video was that uh, somebody was allergic to a cat. I didn't know that. I
2: think it was Bree, right? Bree yeah, has a cat Barry allergy. Was. Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't know that, and if my first instinct when I read that was, "Oh come on, you're getting paid millions, just suck it up," and then
1: <laughs>
2: suck up your allergies. Right.
3: But then I realized,
2: just, just get over your medical issue. <laughs> no, I know it
3: was terrible, and here's what. What's makes this it...
2: <laughs> diabetes? Eat the donut.
3: <laughs> and then I realized um, I also am really allergic to cats. <laughs> And I kept thinking about like, oh, it's fine. I go into a place. I don't have like a massive reaction and then, mm-hmm. but there have been a couple times I have had really horrible like reactions to cats. Mm-hmm. And the recovery time from when it starts to when it ends, we'd probably put this whole production back by like right. half of a day. No,
2: that's totally what it is for me too. We have a very similar thing, and I had the the last time um we we recorded for a while over at uh, Chris's house, and Chris has cats. And, uh, and I was fine, but then it started to hit me uh-huh. and I was like stuffed up for three days. Like I couldn't get it out of my system. Uh, I felt so. so
3: bad that I was like, suck it up, but I can't do it. Anyway, I had to share that thought.
2: That's hilarious. <laughs>
3: Mother and cats. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: so, uh, another one of my favorite lines, sky captain in the world of two Marvel. I thought that was oh, man. so great.
1: I, I, you talk about erections. <laughs> I, got, I, I I, mean, I, 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 I felt myself, not literally, but I felt myself when I when I discovered that because you see him in the the plane and I was like he was in Sky Captain, wasn't he? And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, how do I work a pun in there? And finally the two Marvel came to me mm-hmm. and I thought it was almost a little too cheesy. And so oh, it's so again perfect. I actually
2: I, I told it to Chris and he cracked up and I was like, then, That's it.
1: All right. That was Chris like the name. I was like, That's eruption.
2: it, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it's like the scene from Stand By Me except without the vomiting it's erections right it's everywhere it just happens uh there you go there's a look through the week that was in the sinner verse uh for last week it's called the sins verse i'm sorry the sins verse whatever it's called uh (laughs) let's move on to keeping tabs
3: Hey podcast peeps, it's me again. Um mm-hmm. those are my d- mm-hmm. those are my uh okay. every time I, t- I talk Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels? When we're mm. Okay, we're gonna try this okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com/bts. So, go fill it out.
1: The internet is a communications tool used
2: the world over, where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another.
3: Ha
1: ha! Oh, jeez. This
0: is the most public yet of my many humiliations.
2: Each week we will uh, pick a few tabs that we remember having open from the scripts we were writing that are funny slash embarrassing slash WTF, uh, whatever that we want to talk about. I, this, I'm just so excited. I cannot wait to hear what you guys were Google searching uh, during these videos this past week. Uh, so I is a pretty light week for me. I pretty much just worked on the Stranger Things script.
3: For me, too. And I was so, just Bar- on the This wall. will probably
2: be, you know, your, uh, your cup of tea. So why don't you kick us off? What's a What's a tab you remember having open while doing your research?
1: Okay, I'll I'll start and end salaciously, and then the 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 less the less titillating in the in the middle. All right, fair enough. So the the first one was Little Mix nude. Okay, and the reason why. Okay, it's not for the reasons that you think. Although they are all very very beautiful women. (laughs) <laughs> they, I, I had to do uh, like I referenced their tattoos or one of the the uh, the Jade's tattoos or,
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, the most tattooed. Uh- yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, and so to do that, I had to remember they had uh, they had released a a, a previous uh, uh, music video where they all it's called Strip and where they all got naked at the end. And it was an empowering message when they got naked at the end because it was all, like, all the, the insults that they've been called, like, fat, not talented enough, like, that kind of thing. They wrote it on their body. But the way that I framed it in the thing was to make a joke about the tattoos that I was confused because I don't know, you know, who has what. Having to do that meant because I forgot what that song title was. It uh-huh. was called Strip. And I was like, well, easiest way to do this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> my question is do you search on incognito
1: no <laughs> <laughs> i should but uh it's all out there i mean i've got especially you know my tabs are mostly it's been less crazy because we're doing this uh this marvel dc thing for Syncast, but my crazy searches come from sincast because we'll make a random mention of somebody like dating somebody or th- something like that and i'll go i'll have to go down like a a pretty deep rabbit hole to figure out if we're correct because we do a lot of fact checking on that podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where a lot of this comes from.
2: Yeah.
3: Do we fact check on? Oh this no, no, podcast? no, no. We're totally okay. against fact checking here. <laughs> All right. Just so want to make sure.
2: <laughs> we do none of that. Don't trust anything we say. <laughs> we do not
3: speak for for the team. We're just ourselves fumbling through.
2: <laughs> uh, today, what about you? What's one uh, you had this last week?
3: So uh, during um, Grindelwald, mm-hmm. there's this one moment when uh, what's what's the. To, Newt is yes. sitting there for a potential, Newt's commander. Yeah, he's sitting there for a, a potential interview to become an Auror, And there's this gentleman who's kind of explaining the severity and the seriousness of what's going on. And he just has this weird hand gesture he keeps doing over and over again. And I couldn't figure out what it was. So then I went down this trail of our politicians trained in hand gestures. And <laughs> I know it's weird, <laughs> but
2: <laughs> are they?
3: there there are people who yeah they're coached on how to use their hands
2: it's so to, funny
3: to relay information it, it was either that or he was you know working something <laughs> invisibly on the table. Uh, but, no,
1: you, you remember Dave Aaron, right? Where he's like, where Kevin Klein gets yeah. up there and he's like, we're going to do this and we're mm-hmm. going to move to the Midwest. And yep. he's pointing in the, the the exact way that the president does it.
3: Yeah, it's just weird. It was like this robotic hand gesture. And so I was trying to find a way to send it. And so, but I thought well, maybe I should do some research and figure out if there's something in there. And I, anyway, I learned a lot about <laughs> hand gestures. But what's what so
2: funny. What I
3: really think was happening in there is the guy... Was reading his lines in his mind, and it was sort of just that weird thing where you're repeating something, and you have this weird tick that you do. Uh-huh. So anyway, but it was completely distracting, and I, I hate that scene for that very reason.
2: That is hilarious because one of mine was when was the jack-off gesture invented?
3: No,
0: because
2: Ooh. because of in Stranger Things, oh, the, yeah. the guy is making the sign like he's he's saying chug chug chug, but he is absolutely doing the hand gesture. Uh, and so I, I was gonna add to this in like that gesture wasn't even invented or whatever, but I couldn't find anything. So.
3: <laughs> you really? Did oh, that's it.
2: such <laughs> like a
1: disappointment. I, I couldn't yeah.
2: find any. Oh no. Any research on it? So
3: Ugh.
1: there has to be something out there, Aaron.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't look hard enough. I'm sorry. I mean,
1: Urban Dictionary, like there's there's got to be some the etiology of this move. That's right. And now I'm going to have to go down that rabbit hole, and I'm going to figure it out.
3: To the dark web!
1: <laughs> well, let us know what you find. Uh, what else did you have, Barrett? Oh, we'll just stay on Salacious. The Gold Club. Uh, the the infamous strip club in Atlanta, where a bunch of NBA players were caught uh, back, in 90s? back in the late 90s uh, during an all-star weekend. The Gold Club comes up on a future movie that we're sending, and... First of all, I had to look at Hours of Operation. I had to look at whether they have a buffet or not, because a lot of strip clubs do. Uh, wow, I had to wait, uh, see if it was still open in the time in which the movie was uh, was presented. And, you know, there was there was a few other things that I was
2: curious about. You've already lost <laughs> Danae. She's caught up on the hygienic uh, aspect of a buffet at a strip club.
1: I
3: am. That's oh, true. you're not
2: kidding, man. You ever been to a strip club that has a buffet?
3: Um, no, I've only been to two strip clubs. They were so disgusting and sticky. And the whole time, like, I thought that I'd be cool. Like, yeah, I can go to a strip club is no problem. Yeah, I'll go with my friends. Totally fine. And then I, I went and I still it's feel dirty like, a little like bit. It's just
2: the air is just full of depression.
1: You know, it's just <laughs> no, something. It's not depression. Everybody's happy at a strip club. <laughs> I
3: don't think it's depression. Oh, is that not, is that not no, what it, that sense is? It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Desperation? Skin flakes mixed with a fog machine. Oh, okay. I don't know. Glitter?
2: Little no, there glitter.
1: was a, a place in Louisville where a buddy of mine, he worked downtown, and it was right across the street, and he said they had the best chicken wings buffet, and so he was there like almost every day. It was like a dollar. You have to pay like $10 to get in, but it was like a dollar all-you-can-eat chicken wings at the buffet.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why you go.
1: <laughs> For the chicken
3: wings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yes, I researched the Gold Club. And wow. uh, I nice. found out some edifying stuff. They are open early. If you happen to be in the Atlanta area, uh, they're open. I think at eleven, so get in there. And apparently, according to the movie, they've got A-level talent at the eleven, like the around the the, the lunchtime hour. Normally, you want to put your C-team out there for the no. the early afternoon, no, and build up to your A-team by you know seven, eight, nine o'clock. No, not but no, the... man. They are they are front and center.
3: That's right. The the early risers get to go and
2: nice, nice.
1: <laughs>
3: I actually did that one on purpose, I, I everybody. Could tell, I could
2: tell. it was
1: intentional
0: yeah. through the delivery.
2: I was
3: thinking about it, and I was like, Risers is smart. Say it out loud. I'm out, everybody. <laughs> That's the best I can do.
2: <laughs> Very nice. Um, Danae. did you have another one?
3: Yeah. Uh, literal and exact phrasing for another search for Grindelwald was, Why huff Ash from Skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that it would automatically know... I don't know, Google, why didn't you know that I was talking about Grindelwald? Because you know why wh- who why would anyone huff ash out of a skull you know why mm-hmm. but i then had to add in more specifics <laughs> obviously about harry potter world so i was trying to research what the spell is cuz i'd never seen it before but mm-hmm. he he has this skull I don't know. Did you watch the whole movie?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. almost... It's like a bong or something. Like, it's like...
3: Yeah, it's like a hookah. Yeah. Except for there's not mm-hmm. as many outlets. And it's just one. And he just takes a big old whiff from it, and then he, like, breathes out ash, and you see, I guess, the future? But that's still... I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> in his case, it's World
3: War Two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so confused by that. So I was trying to figure out, what is this? What is he doing? Does this skull represent something in this movie? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway... There's just weird stuff out there about huffing in general. I wouldn't recommend the search, personally. <laughs>
1: well, I'm, I'm sure there are a million <laughs> skull bongs out there and skull hookahs and there things are. like that. It's just such a stupid thing that they threw in. You know that was Depp, just saying, like, you guys, hey, yeah, I've good. got I've got my skull hookah, 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 <laughs> hookah. and uh, yeah, I'll just bring it to set. <laughs> he probably already had it on set, and yeah. they were like, ah, oh, let's use that in the film. Oh, that's
3: cool. That looks like a prop. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. that's the, Those are the only two ones I felt were odd.
2: My, my only other one was also a gesture. Uh, there's a moment in Stranger Things where she does the gesture for somebody's going to kill us. She uses a gun, mm-hmm. right? And she points it at herself and pulls the trigger and points it at him and pulls the trigger. But she uses two fingers on the gun barrel. Yeah, And Glock. When I when I was exactly because when I was growing up, when I mean, you did a gun, it was just a one finger gun. No, no,
3: no, that's just silly. A Glock is serious.
2: I know, but when did people start using two fingers for a gun? And that was my search was how many fingers to make a gun in the eighties? Was it? Was
3: it? Was so, it Tupac? No, he wasn't in the eighties. I think it probably
2: was around. It was the rise of the, of the rap
3: generation. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. So I that seemed a little. I, I couldn't fit it into. I didn't write this in because I couldn't find enough. Proof that somebody right. wouldn't have used two fingers to make a gun, but um, she
3: also came from a lab. She didn't know better. So there's <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe she
2: was actually from the future, uh, and that's that's just a sign. Um, but yeah, it just looked off to me. I was like, yeah, we didn't do that in the '80s. Nobody was nobody was doing the sidearm, two finger Glock. It's,
3: it's menacing when you have two fingers, right? If it's one, it's like a little silly. Like <laughs> it's just silly.
2: So, anyways. <laughs> Is that cover our our tabs for the week? Anybody else have any others they wanted to get into?
3: No,
1: I've got one more. Okay, so I I looked up uh, Bruce McGill's uh, IMDb uh, this week. Okay, and it's amazing. This guy has been in everything. He was in one of his first movies was Animal House, right? And so then he's in Silkwood. He's in like uh, the the uh, the the Insider. Like he's in he's in My Cousin Vinny. Like he's in all these crazy amounts of, of movies. The Last Boy Scout. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Uh, A Perfect World. Like
2: Time Cop. Yeah. Legally Blonde Too. <laughs> yes he is. Yes, Legend he is. of Bagger Vance. It Courage under place? Fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he is he is the consummate that guy. You know, he, he's mm-hmm. definitely one of those actors right. where everybody, see. if you see his face, you're like,
1: okay. oh, yeah, I know that guy. What's
3: his name? What's his name?
2: Uh, Bruce McGill.
3: Bruce McGill. I'm looking him And he's him got up.
1: that career-defining performance in The Insider where he's, he's just thundering away at the witness. He's just like, mm-hmm. wipe that smirk off your face. And just absolutely screaming at this guy. It's yeah. awesome.
3: My favorite thing to do is try to figure out, oh, yeah, I know him from this. And that's why I love IMDb, like to go all the way back in time, because I have this weird thing where I remember faces, but I never remember where I know them from. And so that guy, yeah, he has that face. Now I'm going to go back and try to figure out, like, okay, what was the first thing I ever saw him in? I don't know if it's going to be interesting, but I'm going to try to figure it out.
2: <laughs> oh, that's that's a great one. I I love when you look back at somebody like that, and you're like, I, I know him from so many movies, and then you look at the the list, and you're like, oh yeah, that's why I know him was, from so many places. He, he was literally in every movie ever.
3: I bet it's going to be MacGyver, uh, watching MacGyver and Quantum Leap when I was a kid because I watched those like crazy.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Very nicely done. That's a good one. I like that. Well, let's move on to the comment section. I appreciate
0: your honesty. You're a real straight shooter.
1: You are the ones who are the ball lickers.
2: All right, guys. Let's peruse the comments. Uh, pick a couple that you want to uh, chat about this week. Um, you can also we can also include general feedback in here as well. So if you have any questions or comments for us at Behind the Sins, uh, hit us up at behindthesinspod at gmail Today, why, why don't you kick us off? What's one of the uh, the comments that you noticed that you like
3: on Captain Marvel? There was a comment. Oh, I think it's obnoxious, but it's like all zeros, so I'm not going to actually say it. But the, the anyway, um,
2: <laughs> uh, it, it was by obnoxious. someone named
3: Obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. uh, they said, "Well, that's the first. Well, that's a first. Four sins removed as soon as the sinning begins, and mm. as the new girl." I I guess my question to you guys is: Is that the first time that it, that's ever happened?
2: Uh, Barrett, you know, I no believe leave, uh,
1: there was a section in Wally the Wally video where we went into negative sin territory, but uh, you know, we had to do something um, about the Stan Lee inclusion and all that stuff. Cause it was a very sweet moment, despite the fact that we followed that up immediately with one of our logo sins and a brilliantly worded uh, logo sin thing that, uh, <laughs> that, that came from the mind of Jeremy. Uh, so yeah, no, I think uh, Wally goes into negative sin territory there was a uh, April Fool's um, sin video a while ago that we released on April Fool's Day uh, about troll two and it was it was all different like, well, you know, this is really bad. But, you know, I could kind of see his motivations here. So we removed a bunch of sins. It was, it was very practical, jokey. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: the, most, awesome. the most sins we've ever removed on TV sins, I know for a fact, and the most we've ever added, are in the same uh, series of moments uh, during the Red Wedding scene in that Game of Thrones episode. Oh, that
3: was so fun. Where the <laughs>
2: sin counter just goes nuts. like it, Because I was trying to figure out how to convey the feeling of that scene, which is both this is awful, I can't believe this is happening and also how much do I love this show you know what I mean where it's like both a great thing and an awful thing at the same time and so I think we at one point it subtracts 45 sins and you know and then adds 57 back on and and that kind of thing. So, That's fun. So yeah it's fun to be able to have you know to give this the sin counter its own kind of personality is one of the you know the more fun things uh, that I think happens in some videos. Um, what about you Barrett? What'd you find? I f- dipped my toe into the, the
1: comment section of Captain Marvel, and then I <laughs> ran away screaming. Because right. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of vitriol. There was a lot of nonsense in there. Uh, most of the comments I've been involved with uh, this week has been about the uh, the Sincast Marvel movies versus DC movies. Yeah. Bracket challenge. And people are surprisingly opinionated about this. <laughs> That's what? That's so strange. Yeah. So, so we seeded... These movies, according to the best Marvel movies, the best 16, and the best 16 DC movies. Mm-hmm. And we're not all, it's not all MCU movies, it's all Marvel, and it's obviously not all DCEU movies. And so there were things that got left out, like, you know, Captain America's Civil War, things like that. Right. There were things that were included in DC, like a movie called Road to Perdition. Uh, and a movie called History of, of, of Violence mm-hmm. uh, that are based on graphic novels that are owned by Paradox, Paradox Press, the parent company of which is DC. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of discussion about the seating, the inclusion of those, the, the uh, you know, where Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, you know, ended up and all that stuff. So it, most of it was very, very positive. Some of it was a little you know over the top but i think everybody had a
2: pretty constructive dialogue and it was it was nice to see well i will tell you this i certainly would have seated things differently than you um, but that's i mean everybody's going to that have normal? It. that's exactly that's what i'm saying that's exactly normal like it's mm-hmm. just everybody kind of has their different take i probably i probably would have knowing me i probably would have made a spreadsheet that included like all the different you know places that these movies are ranked and like you know the average Scores and then, you know, kind of gone about it that Can't way. Can't do that. Can't do
1: that because this is ours. Exactly. So, like, uh, Civil War is probably ranked above, Sp- by, maybe not Spider-Man 2, but, like, it, 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 if, if we go by box office, if we go by IMDb score and stuff like that, it becomes jumbled. Right. And plus, there were so many different permutations about we wanted to keep each opening matchup Marvel versus DC – and, you know, where where they're seated in terms of where they would end up uh, facing off in the final four if they got that far, all that stuff. There was there was a lot of <laughs> I was doing like John Nash, Beautiful Mind stuff on my windows <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, that's what we got. No. And that's where I come down to is it's like it's it's your. um your tournament, and so it has to be seated based on your feelings and your opinions, because otherwise the conversation isn't as interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. you guys are the ones talking about it. So yeah, I think once people you know understand that, it makes makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, here's one I have. This is from the uh, Stranger Things script, uh, and references in references a sin that you mentioned, Danae, uh, with the different nose. Uh, this is from Paul Van Hindenburg 4 says, screenwriters, colon, puts no in the script. CinemaSins, colon, you fool. You fall into one of the classic blenders. <laughs> <laughs> it's just worded so great. It is just, I don't know. It's a play on, you know, kind of the memes that have been going around, but.
3: I love those because um, I I get to learn from the fans, the ones that are like the the sins that are like repeats like the
2: running gags yeah like yeah. The, no no
3: no I didn't realize that was a repeat mm-hmm. one but yeah. it's like oh that's kind of a fun thing so i when i read those i'm oh okay that's what's going on
2: yeah any others, Danae?
3: Uh, I have another one from Stranger Things. Um, I think this one's going to be aimed at you. I'm not sure at me. Uh huh. This is from like R- aimed
2: like a gun or aimed like a beautiful- a Glock.
3: Yo, uh, Reverse B L T three says, "I feel so sorry for the sins guy who clearly never had the simple pleasure of devouring an ego straight from the toaster." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, that's me.
3: That's okay though, because I haven't. I get it.
2: Don't feel sorry for me. I eat pop tarts. Amazing.
1: So. Oh,
3: lord in heaven.
1: <laughs> Hold on. You've never had an eggo or you've o- only had them
2: after they've been cooled down? No, I've only had them with syrup and butter, butter and and that kind of, you know, the things you put on waffles and pancakes. Like, you don't But an eggo is not a blame. waffle
3: or a pancake. I mean, the, it's an eggo. The the <laughs>
2: the if it's not syrup, it's peanut butter and jelly. Like, you know, it's it's got to be something, right? Uh, you're going to make mm. an eggo
3: sandwich? Yes. No. Oh. You know, that's mm. just something to try later. <laughs>
2: uh barrett you got any more comments
1: no i was just like i said i uh i ran away screaming from captain (laughs) marvel well this is not to say everybody continue to comment it's it's super fun
2: be nice to each other though yes exactly uh this one is from the fantastic beasts uh comment section from ao three um which i don't know if that's a bohemian uh rhapsody (laughs) reference Uh, ao 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 uh, this is one of those things where I'm like, well, I know it's bad, but I want to hear you say it.
3: <laughs> That's the exact comment that I was going to comment on, too.
2: Oh, that just cracks me up so much. It's like, because it, it's so true. You know, you go to these videos sometimes, you're like, uh, I know how I feel about this, but I need to hear you tell me that I'm right. Right. You know?
3: And so that's what we're here for. That
2: is what we're here for. <laughs> uh, keep leaving your comments in the videos. Also, you can send any feedback to us as well, Behind the sinspot at gmail.com. Uh, let's finish up with some Beyond the Sins. To
1: infinity and
3: beyond. Somewhere beyond my wildest history. To
2: boldly
1: go where no man has gone before.
2: This is where we take a look at something outside of the, what is it, Danae?
3: The sins verse. The
2: sins verse uh, that maybe Ooh. we're uh, checking out. So, uh, anything else in the world of pop culture that you want to mention, Barrett? What are you uh, What are you checking out?
1: You know, so we did a. We're still putting them out, but we did a full podcast on both seasons of uh, the show Barry that was on HBO. Yeah, and that show just blew me away, which is why we did the the podcast, and those will be coming out soon. HBO just recently. Uh, released a new show called Euphoria. Have you heard about? This? Oh yeah, yeah, I've been watching. Uh, this show also, in a very different way, also has been blowing my mind. Yeah, um, I had, I haven't seen the one from last night yet. Neither have um, I. But it 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 is a show unlike anything I think I've ever seen. The content is is supposedly like. I don't know, hardcore and like titillating and stuff like that. Well, I think but I don't I don't get it like that. I get it as a very honest look at drug use and relationships and being a kid in this environment. And like it's just done so superbly.
2: Well, there's what's interesting about the content is it, it really shows you how the rating system has defined what content is and isn't. Because, honestly, each episode of Euphoria that I've seen, and again, I've only seen the two, uh, wouldn't even be able to get an R rating as a movie. Like it just there's there are those things that the, the quote unquote rating system says, mm-hmm. you know, you just you can't do that or, mm-hmm. you know, you have to cut that out kind of thing. But what's fascinating is <clears throat> it speaks to the fact that content isn't everything. It's about the intention of the scene. It's about the idea of the emotion. Um, so and I guess for the most part, most people use rating systems for understanding content for their kids, that kind of stuff. And I get that. But uh, it is definitely it <laughs> I is, mean, there's definitely no way that you're going to show. be
1: showing your kids euphoria no no no! totally
2: it's you know but that's. i guess that's why those kind of ratings and and stuff exist but no i totally get what you're saying it's it's trying to be completely authentic to every bit of the reality of humanity um and it's where so that good. Can and be zendaya
1: is an absolute revelation she's like, incredible I, I, I never saw a showman all the way through i saw some snippets and i just wasn't really interested mm-hmm. but She's great in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's basically the only other place that I've seen her. And she is a completely different character than anything she's ever played in this. And, man, I mean, just somebody that you want to root for, somebody that you want to give a hug to. She's got complex relationships with, like, her, her best friend. She's got a great relationship with her mom and her sister. Ah, I I love I love everything about this show. I've, Total recommend.
2: I I've never seen I don't think and again I think th- this does come down to the ability to be as graphic and authentic as as they want to be. I don't think I've ever seen addiction portrayed so um empathetically. Like there's mm-hmm. there's there's a real understanding that this show has of addiction and how And her understanding of her own addiction and how it impacts the people around her, and how she hates that, but at the same Mm -hmm. time has this addiction. Like it's it's really fascinating uh, human work, and Zendaya is a huge part of that, and the writing's a huge part of that, and
1: she's got such a great uh, line. This whole well, really, like a monologue about she's on drugs, she's on this really powerful hallucinogen, she's like, you know what. Drugs are cool. Like, they make you feel good. <laughs> like this is, this is a, a cool thing. And then she'll go into, like, why they're great. And then it'll cut to where she had an incident where she overdosed. And she was like, they're cool until they're not cool. Yeah. And it's not like in, in a, like a PSA after school special type of thing. Right. It's literally saying there's, there's a little gap here where they're super cool. And outside of that, there's not so much.
2: Yeah, it's it's a fascinating show. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes long term, which is always a big deal with me. Like you know, thematically overall, what point are we making by the end of the season uh, will be a big deal to me. Um, but so far, I'm I'm definitely def- definitely engaged in in the show in a way that uh, I wouldn't necessarily have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, good call, Danae. What do you got?
3: Mine's a kids' show. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well, mine's about kids.
3: <laughs> uh, Amazon Prime, there is a kid's show called Tumble Leaf, and we're falling in love with it at our house. It's a stop-motion um, claymation type style, and I really love it because compared to a lot of the other kids-type shows that I've been kind of previewing, to, I'm trying to figure out what I want my child to watch, you know, like how... How, what do I want her to see? Euphoria. Other people. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm getting mixed signals. Other um, Some shows are really super fast paced or they're really pink and the girls all are already wearing you know makeup and just stuff like this that I don't know that I want her to already be thinking about even though she's only two. So I don't know what she's thinking about. Um, but Tumble Leaf is great because it's this nice, even pace. Uh, the characters have, there's like a consistency to the show. As far as like how it starts out and that they do puzzle solving and um i love the way that they talk to each other and it's just really really smart uh and i guess uh, amazon is not going to be pursuing continuing to create kids shows there was like an article that i was looking into essentially Mm. they're going to continue with what they're already doing but they're not going to expand their kids show universe which is a little disappointing to me because Tumbleleaf is so good. I'm like, oh, if this is the kind of stuff you guys are going to create, I'm so excited to see what else you can kind of present. But for right now, we're just all in. I was even able to like connect with somebody that worked on the Tumbleleaf project on Twitter. And just like there's this neat little Tumbleleaf movement among the parents. Kids' TV is
2: great, man. You're it's so fun. It's so funny to watch you in this stage with her because I remember it clearly when my kids were that age, where it's like you're falling in love with the shows that they watch. Yeah. And every parent, I think every Barry, did you go through this too? Like where there were certain shows that your kids watched, you're like, actually, I, I kind of like this show. This is oh, absolutely,
1: fun. absolutely.
2: Um, you know, for us, it was like the Backyardigans, or you know, I forget some of the others, but. Um, but it, it's funny because it's just like, I think there's that part of us that's like, I I already know my ABCs, but I'm really kind of enjoying the beautiful colors and the, yeah. the fun little songs and, and that kind of stuff. It's
3: funny you say that. I, I actually, one of the things I don't like about animation is that she doesn't get to see a human being speak. So she doesn't get to learn how to actually move her mouth because if, she, if you're watching <laughs> animation,
2: Fascinating.
3: you're not going to understand how to I would speak. have
2: never even thought about that.
3: So I've been trying to introduce her to some of the stuff I used to watch when I was a kid, which I don't know if you remember, like the elephant show was a Canadian show. I don't they, remember they, that They, at they all. sang Skin Marinky Dinky Dink at the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 And so I that one. Uh, Sharon, Lois and Brom, okay. that's what it was. And they, I guess they were just like a traveling singing group and they had a person dressed as an elephant. And so the kids would come out into the auditoriums with their families and watch the show and singing and stuff. So I pull it up on YouTube. There's, you know, these old crackly VHS tape tape type thing. (laughs) And she's watching it like, what is this? You know, they're just singing songs. When are they going to do something cool? Like whatever Daniel Tiger does or whatever, you know, Tumble Leaf does. So I feel like I could probably show more people (laughs) at this point in time. So she has more realistic expectations. Do, do you
2: lock her in the house? Does she not see people in her day-to-day life? No. Or oh, okay. Did you
3: let your kids outside?
2: Oh, no, of course not.
3: okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do, too. You're never leaving.
2: Uh, I'm going to let you guys choose a TV show, a Netflix special, or movie. Uh, which, do you, which do you want me to talk about? You're the movie man. Give us a movie. All right. Uh, I'll talk about The Dead Don't Die. Have you seen this, Barrett? No, but I cannot wait to. Uh, this is one spoiler
3: of... for him I'm oh, sorry sorry <laughs> I'm a bad person uh,
2: this is one of the by the way have you seen Under the Silver Lake yet no I, can't... I think that's out on Prime now though. I think it is and I can't wait for you to love it even though I hate it uh, yeah. this happens with these kind of movies and I think this is the same, same kind of thing I actively hated this movie um... <laughs> you're not alone by
1: the way this is like even for a Jarmish movie, this thing is polarizing.
2: Oh, it is the worst. Um, I, it's one of those things, and, and I'm always very clear to say, we're all different people. And I, if you love this, I get it. I totally understand. It, we connect with different things. Uh, but this movie, somebody explained to me after the fact that they think genuinely Jarmusch is trolling the audience. And that makes complete sense to me because I feel trolled. Like I, I feel like the stuff he's doing in this movie is so bad that he must be doing it on purpose. Um, it, it's one, it's one of those movies. I can't really explain my hatred completely without spoiling it. So I won't. But I will just say it makes some narrative choices that are mind-boggling to me. I don't understand how it makes any of this movie mean anything or valuable in any way. Uh, It completely undermines itself several times over um it is in everything it does try to say it says it so didactically like it's all right there on the surface and right in your face and
3: hold on i'm gonna look up that word
2: (laughs) i am all in on Aaron hating movies this is so awesome (laughs) uh it happens every once in a while and it usually it usually happens when i feel like a movie is purposefully Being obtuse and I know that
3: word and this this movie
2: just feels that way a point didactic
3: is designed or intended to teach
2: yeah
3: (laughs) you could have just said that (laughs) I'm just kidding I love I love that your vocabulary both of you have fantastic vocabulary
2: uh so it does it just feels like it's just forcing the quote-unquote lessons in your face and it's just I don't know it's it's uh it's exponentially referential through the whole thing, and yet, and yet the references aren't, uh, anything that, It's just it's just a reference to make a reference.
3: I love how you're um, like you're raging right now and you're not actually saying anything specific. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I know. I can't because I, I would give
2: it away. I, know. And I
3: just You're doing a great job.
2: And I don't want to give it away because you know what the people who like this they're going to love that stuff. They they they're, they're going to love those moments that just got under my skin. They're going to be moments there were I think the transition that has to happen in someone's brain is from Feeling trolled to being getting joy that others are being trolled, maybe mm. like the transition of oh man, I can't believe they did this, people are gonna hate this.
3: The didacticness uh, of it, <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Did I do that right?
3: No, uh, I okay. think
2: I think you got it perfectly. <laughs>
3: okay,
2: uh, so, anyways, The Dead Don't Die was not a great experience for me. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is tied for the worst movie of the year, in my opinion, with Dumbo. Uh, wow. so. For wow. two very different reasons. So Tim reasons.
1: Burton and Jim Jarmusch.
2: That's right. Both <laughs> vying for
1: the worst movie of the year. Uh,
2: what has happened these days? I, Barrett, I can't wait for you to see it. Same with Under the Silver Lake because I, I can't wait to hear your glowing uh, review of both of those movies. Yeah, I may have to watch <laughs> Under the Silver Lake like later tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, not a great movie going experience for me.
3: Aw. We should talk about something happy, like the fact that we were trending. On iTunes. Let's just, oh, yeah. Let's go into a yeah. happy direction.
2: Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's great. That's a nice little nice little uh, optimistic chaser there. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks yeah, for that. that's fantastic. And
3: thanks for already leaving reviews on uh, Apple Podcast or if you have iTunes still. Yeah. That was nice of you guys, so thank you.
2: Yeah, we really do appreciate that. Several ratings and comments already. That's very helpful. I think that's part... Partially the reason uh, that we were charting uh, on Apple Podcasts uh, is because of your support. So thank you for doing that. It's kind of fun to to see the little Behind the Sins logo up there. It's like, hey, we just started that thing.
3: Hey. It's up there with the Marvel
2: podcast.
3: Episode one. Hey, guys.
2: (laughs) So, we do appreciate that. That was nice, Danae. That was a good way to chase the the demons of that movie going. (laughs) The zombie demons. The zombie demons of that movie going experience from my brain. Uh, That's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you are subscribed. Uh, Go ahead, leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, You can hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Aaron Dicer. Danae, is at Danae says. Jonathan, who wasn't here, is at Sam Loomis 13. Uh, Barrett is at Music Video Sins uh, on Twitter if you want to hang out with him. Uh, so for Barrett, Share, Danae Hughes, and myself, we will see you again next week. Thanks for listening.
1: Send any feedback to Behind the Sins pod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com.
2: Check one two, test one two, check one two. <laughs> check one two. Why are you laughing?
3: I was just rereading my um, Grendelwald script and one of my own jokes made me laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> check, check, check. Oh, got a little hot there. A little hot. Coming in hot. There we go. Nice. Oh, yeah. Settle down, settle down. Okay.
3: Sorry, making everything sexual here. Hello, 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 hello.
1: Uh, Fantastic Beast two. Grindelwald's my boo.
3: Grindel boo, Grindel boo, doing the thing that the Grindel boo do. I don't know why, but the word poopy makes me laugh. <laughs> Welcome to
2: cinemasins.
3: <laughs> I feel like such a kid, like. Poopy. <laughs> oh, do you have one of those cool standing desks?
1: Yeah, man. Oh, that's it's so a lifesaver. Bad.
3: I want one so bad. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I saw somebody selling one on Facebook Marketplace, and I was like, I want this so Get bad. <laughs> it.
2: It's totally worth it. I just don't know that I've ever seen such passion for a standing desk. I, mm-hmm. I did not know this was like know? on your bucket oh, list. Oh, my God.
3: It's one of the things when we first started assembling all of our studio, our mm-hmm. personal studio, yeah. and we're like working off of a butcher table yeah. and a rickety like oh, yeah. handmade bar. Uh-huh. Like a bar height we thing. We
2: piecemealed that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, we did.
3: And then we had a desk in there too and my goal was to get a standing thing for this. I, I felt like that would complete our rickety,
2: mm-hmm. you know, You can do thing. the same thing with like four cinder blocks.
3: That's what I did. <laughs> I don't know if you remember but we put like, do you remember we put a no, cardboard box yes. on top of a desk yes. to raise up my laptop?
2: <laughs> Listen, you just make it work. <laughs> Just do what you gotta
3: do. Humble beginnings.
2: Uh so maniacal Fingers, by the way, the name of my uh my porn video. So um just you know, just so you know that.
3: Great. Now I know which one to not click on. Of all the
1: ways that we could have gone with that, because somebody was gonna make that joke. <laughs> right. That was that was I appreciate what you did. I did it with for you, that, Barrett. The crafting of that. <laughs> I did it
2: for you. That was fun. Was that good? Yeah. You were great. My favorite part was when you didn't know if you could swear on your own podcast.
3: That was my <laughs> <mine> too. <laughs>